0: If anyone from the tourism board of British Columbia is listening and you want to sponsor a seaplane, go fish, redfish, bluefish, bang bang, we're into it. That's (laughs) that would be
1: the best little two minute social media video you could ever make. Yeah. We hop on a seaplane, Mm -hmm. we have the fish and chips, eat it, boom, (laughs) hop on the seaplane, taste is still fresh in our mouth. Land at the other one, get it, eat it. Yeah, and if we could also skip
0: the lines at both places. Right.
1: This is the, final for the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 406. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average American household spends just over $3,100 eating away from the home each year. So that is $258 per month that's going to the American restaurant industry. I would say that we are way, way above that number. But, in the name of research. One, two, three. I'll show you Paris in the morning.
0: I'll show you London afternoon. If you feel your Dublin heart is burning. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry because we're going in you don't have to worry.
1: Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who I wish for my birthday she could gift me her memory because it's infinitely better than mine. My wife, my constant travel companion, someone I always have to ask for help when it comes to these lists, but I'm not allowed to. Because it's a secret. Because it's a secret. But you remember everything, and I remember nothing. And now I'm 37 today. Happy. As birthday. we're recording this. And I feel like my memory's getting even worse. Yeah, you're not so good at this. Although you said
0: on this list, you might have one that I have forgotten. And I hope, I hope so. I hope. I'm very I, intrigued.
1: There's there's one on here that you may have forgotten about. I know as we're going through this list, so guys, we're talking today. About our best meals. And this is...
0: The best podcast.
1: Our favorite... I think our favorite podcast of the year (laughs) to record. At least, at minimum, top five. Top
0: five, hands down. And we, we say that we like a lot of podcasts, recording a lot of podcasts. But this one's definitely top five because we try to eat well, especially when we're traveling because for you it's it's for our listeners really you know hashtag it's not,
1: in the name of research
0: it's not for us you no, know we no. don't really enjoy not good food all. it's to give people the best recommendations yeah, and
1: I'm not someone who ever really even enjoys like researching and trying to have these unique experiences either I, I just <laughs> genuinely 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 do not like that but yeah. it, hashtag <laughs> in the name of research I'm doing it Yeah,
0: obviously we're kidding we love food we love research and um, we love sharing our places with you that's why this is one of our faves
1: so as we always do i mean if you guys are new our year in review we're doing a seven part series so this is part three so this year we started part one travel superlatives part two travel stats part three best meals that's this episode then we'll go into best coffee and wine best beer of 2019 best desserts of 2019 part six and then our best experiences and this is as we said very fun to record but the issue is that I just you know I have a hard time remembering and to be honest this time hath you had a hard time you didn't have a hard time remembering the meals and experiences you had a hard time remembering the names of the places so yes we don't talk about these beforehand right that's the whole goal she has her list I have my list we don't know each other's list but I'm going to have to pull the curtain back a little bit here I'm going to I'm going to reveal this to everyone There were a few places that you were saying, what remember this meal? I cannot remember the name of the restaurant. And I had to help you out with a few of the names.
0: Because we used to be able to sit in a restaurant and relax and have our little notebook out, and Trav would write down the name of every place we visited. Now that we have two children, meals don't look the same. We are like shoveling our food in while we're trying to wrangle the kids in, uh, you know, to be quiet or to eat their food. So we don't really have that leisurely time to just obsess over the details of a restaurant.
1: Right. And especially some of the ones traveling internationally, like are a little hard to remember the names and things like that. So there are a few on this list. Interestingly enough, the ones that you asked me for help with, I had forgotten. Oh, yeah, because your memory is terrible. Right. So, and Trav
0: doesn't take pictures. And usually if it's a good meal, I try to take a picture of it, at least so that I can remember. And what I should start doing is taking a picture with the menu or something so that the name of the restaurant is in the picture.
1: And I just need to get back to carrying my little Moleskine notebook yes, and writing do. it down as it's happening, because that's what I used to go in every year to remember my best meals. This year, I barely wrote anything down. And so I didn't have that. So there are a few on here that I know you have on your list, and that I said, well, I'm going to, I have to put on my list because it was that good. So we'll kind of get into that. But for the most part, we have not talked about these lists except for remembering that. So let's just get into it. I have, we decided on 12. There's going to be 12 12 on each each list, so 24 total. But of course, we're talking food. There's going to be crossover, but there's going to be honorable mentions. Yes. So I've got three honorable mentions. You've got... I have also three. All right. You just roll roll off your three honorable mentions. Tell us why they're honorable mentions, why you love them. And I'll do the same. And then we'll get into the, the real official top 24 meals of 2019.
0: Yes. Um, two of my honorable mentions are seafood restaurants. And I have to say that 2019 was kind of a seafood heavy year. And these ones... I mean, I have a lot of other ones on my actual list, these honorable mentions were still very good. One of them was Stephen Cookies in Margate, New Jersey. Totally
1: forgot about that.
0: We went on one of our last date nights before we had our second child, Hadley, and I got this pasta with jumbo lump crab meat in it. It was absolutely delicious. It just hit the spot. You know, I had Hadley like a few weeks later and I, I don't know if it was the pregnancy craving, but it was amazing. And they also have really good dessert that they're known for. But that's I not literally this just
1: added that to the list because yeah. <laughs> I would have forgotten that. So. The,
0: the dessert was really good. And then the second seafood place was way back in February when we were in Tarpon Springs. We went to a seafood restaurant with Jason from Zero to Travel and his wife. And their two kids. And we had three kids there, four adults. And it just was a lovely lunch where we or early dinner, rather, where we just ate as much seafood as we possibly could. And I believe it was called Rusty Bellies.
1: It is. And we'll be talking about that in a moment.
0: Okay. Is that on your honorable mention?
1: It's not on my honorable mention. Oh, it's on like your real list. It's on my real list. All
0: right. All right. Okay. Then my third and last honorable mention is a breakfast spot. And it is in our almost hometown of Philadelphia. That is a middle child breakfast spot. Um, It's not just breakfast, it's breakfast and lunch, but it's a sandwich shop and they are so good. It's a tiny little shop. It's newer in the past two years, I believe. The customer service, they are so friendly there. They act as though they know every single person that comes in, which in and of itself is a nice experience. To top it all off, the food is amazing. They have delicious breads, the fluffiest eggs I've ever eaten. They have jams and... You know, good deli meat if you want a lunch sandwich. And it's just a great experience. And we went a few times in
1: 2019. God is shaking his head. We should have been doing this. Dang it. We should have been doing this as a video podcast. Because (laughs) I am. I will be very animated during this podcast because i completely forgot about middle child, middle child. if i had a better memory my <laughs> list would probably be too long so maybe that's the reason there's a yeah. reason for everything yes. my memory is so bad that it helps because my list is only now 12 long middle child i can't believe that wasn't on your actual list if you well, want the best I have breakfast
0: some really good ones on my actual list best
1: breakfast sandwich in philly there is no doubt middle child I actually went there way early in 2019, like in January, and had it by myself one time because I'd heard about it, and it was insane. I told you about it, and then we've gone back since. So, oh, man, middle child. So
0: good. That is, (laughs) you
1: deserve more than an honorable mention, middle child, but I, my mind is not there. My memory is not there, so you're not on my list. Okay, my honorable mentions. It's
0: on the list. It's an honorable mention.
1: My honorable mentions, since we're in Philly, I'm going to start with two places in Philly. Okay. And they're both pizza places. One is called Pizza Uh Shackamaxon, and one is called Pizzeria Badia. Okay,
0: Pizzeria Badia is on my actual All right, so
1: let me just give you a quick rundown of this, guys. Pizzeria Badia used to operate out of a very tiny little storefront, and you could only get takeaway pizza. And he has sent, it's a whole long story, was named Best Pizza in America by Bon Appetit Magazine in like 2015 or 2016. You know, got crazy, two and a half hour lines for his pizza, now opened up a bigger restaurant. Where you can sit, and where eat. you can sit and eat, and it's still very hard to get reservations. But um, yeah, the re- so we went to the restaurant. Great pizza. We'll talk about that when we get to it on Heather's list. But the pizza place that took over for him in his old spot is called Pizza Shack of Maxon. They also, also do, very good. I think equally as good pizza. They do slices. The place is awesome. So I mean, there's something magical about that tiny little skinny building on the corner on, of Gerard Avenue. Yeah. I mean, so Pizza Shackamax and Pizza Maria Badia, both incredible pizzas. Um, Pizza Shackamax is much easier to get pizza at and, again, has slices. So if you're in Philly, hit up both of those. And then my last honorable mention is a place in Prince Edward County, which is a road trip that we took in the town of Picton. And that is called Vic Cafe. And this is oh, on there because yeah. the food is, is is very good. It wouldn't, n- nothing would be on our list whether it's honorable mention or the main list at all if it wasn't very good. But what a cool vibe, cool spot. They yes, make it like it retro, so funky, cool. and definitely the nicest waiter that we've had the entire time. For sure. Yeah, Um, she was
0: a great server. So friendly. You know, we had a lot of kids with us. It was
1: mayhem, but it was perfect for for our last meal with our friends before we all set off on our own way. Um, Vic Cafe. Check it out if you're in Prince Edward County, Picton. And I just remembered another place What? that I guess I'm going to have to put on, squeeze on honorable mentions here. Okay. Unless it's on your list. We went here. The reason I just remembered it, and it was so long ago, we went here for my birthday last year so exactly Canela 1 Grill. year ago Canella Grill I knew in that Philly. we win
0: here and I liked Canella Grill but I have other places I just liked better.
1: Okay. An incredible no frills but incredible but great food um spot right in center city. And it's a BYOB. It's a BYOB. They it is informal, it's not that expensive but it's super high quality. Fresh food and the waiter there. The reason I remembered it is because every year, this is not to toot our own horn in any way, but every year I make it a goal to give someone a hundred dollar tip, right? Just as a way to to do something fun and and giving and have an abundance mindset. Um, and last year, that was my hundred dollar tip it was on my birthday. I'm just like this guy was really nice. You know, again, we had a little kid with us. We had wit, and he was just really nice. I thought, all right, here we go. So um, that. It, it is a good spot, and
0: I almost put it on my list, but I had so many others that it it, it, pro- it probably should have made my list, and a major honorable mention, so there we go. All right. Now, now, to the top 12 places.
1: For each, and there's going to be a lot of overlap here. Um, Go ahead. Heh, you're number 12.
0: My number 12 is actually Pizzeria Badia. Okay. It is such good pizza. We went on a date night, and like we said, it's hard to get reservations. You have to get them a couple weeks out, but... They do save some of their seats for walk-in guests. And if you go immediately upon opening at 5 p.m., which is what we did, you're pretty likely to get a table, especially when it was just the two of us. So we easily got sat at 5. It's a little early to eat dinner, but we made sure we were hungry.
1: Plus, we wanted to do a bang-bang.
0: Right. And we actually ended up getting two pizzas, even though like they're very large pizzas and we wanted to have leftovers. And... It which was, ended
1: up being our bang bang kind of because we didn't go out and get no, more dinner because we just we ate the leftover pizza left as pizza. we were walking around Philly. Yeah. Uh
0: huh. And we got the original pizza, which is very good, but the home run was their specialty pizza, and it ha- it was a white pizza with a butternut
1: squash Sp- like spread, like it was yeah. a butternut squash paste cream, cream. cream. and yeah, then it cream, had
0: it. you know arugula on the top. It was. So delicious. They also have an amazing wine list. I believe that the owner of Pizzeria Badia, I can't remember Joe his name. Joe Badia. Joe Badia. Yeah, sorry. couldn't remember his name at the moment. He is a wine connoisseur and he sources all this wine from around the world. And actually, it was funny because there was a, a wine on the list and I wasn't sure where it was from. It was actually from Germany. And that's the one that I got. It was very good. So, you know, you can have some interesting wines other than just your typical Bottles that you can find at your local liquor store. And it's
1: very sparse in terms of they have pizza and they have, you know, I think couple five salads. pizzas all the time and then they have a specialty one. So, um or four pizzas all the time, I'm not sure, and a specialty one. Couple salads, couple side dishes. Everyone raves about the bean dish that he does. We didn't get it, like just I, I don't even know. It's just like this side of of. Beans somehow. Uh, <laughs> somehow. I just heard a lot of people rave about when I've read write-ups. It's like people say, oh, the petri is great, but you have to get the, the side dish of like beans. I can think they're like cannellini beans and in, in some sort of sauce. Anyway, um I was not that impressed with the regular pizza. Now, again, expectations. Spoiled. It was very good. Expectations sky high. So when I say I'm not impressed, it was good pizza still one
0: of the best pieces of pizza i've ever
1: had i disagree for the regular one but the specialty was insane so if i was just ranking if i went to padilla with no expectations which is impossible to do because you know you have to get a reservation way out but if i went with no expectations and got their pizza i would be shocked like i would be so 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 happy at how good their specialty one is and we've had it there before and it's very good as well so um, again, they don't have that butternut squash one on all the time. They they rotate specialty ones, but well worth going to. Well worth it. Yes.
0: And the atmosphere is very cool and, you know, sparse and kitschy and a little, biz- not kind in of this
1: bizarre. crazy back alley that it's in an old abandoned car fact, like car mechanic shop with barbed wire around yeah, it.
0: Yeah, very unassuming, so, but like, you know, that cool spot. Yeah. Thing. I mean, yeah. It anyway. might be
1: a little on the nose, but it's It's, <laughs> it's, it's a cool, cool experience. It's cool.
0: And it was my number 12.
1: Okay. My number 12 was a place called Conoba More, or M-O-R-E, so more, but I think they say More, and this is in Lombarda on the island of Cortula, and Conoba means tavern, mm-hmm. and this you're shaking this your head as if lunch? this might be on your list. It's not on my okay. list. So this, but is the, this
0: where you got the grilled calamari? Grilled
1: calamari that I really really loved. And so we were staying in this little tiny town of Lombarda on the island of Cortula, off the coast of Split in Croatia. So that's a lot of uh, you know you got, it was pretty hard to get to, and it was right on the water. So you walk down these steps and you were sitting on a deck that was actually built out into. The water, and so that was really cool. Was we had to be careful that Wit like didn't, you know, he was, they, they, you know, there's like a glass partition up, but he could like have snuck under. So we had to be careful. Um, so the food was well above average, but it was the experience. Remember when we we're writing these best meals? Part of it's the experience, just getting to sit there, breeze blowing in, stunning view, really, really super fresh seafood. Um, one little cool part about this meal too was there was a little girl who was the the grandfather started the restaurant and then it was his um, daughter Daughter. who took over and she was running it you know it's small there's probably 20 20 tables maybe max and then the little girl who was about five years old she was there and the mom said sometimes, you know, she has off school today. So I bring her in. So she was dressed in this in little cute apron. little apron and outfit. So and she was sweet. coming out and setting the places for us and help bring out She's some of the small probably a little dishes. older than five. I feel like maybe seven. Five, six. And Wit was then like following her around. It was and- so
0: cute. And it was a lovely experience. And the food was good. It was yeah. very fresh. Obviously, we're sitting on the sea. And right. so, you know, you know In that the Adriatic, seafood
1: right there. is
0: fresh. And yeah, it was just a beautiful experience. And the wine was good. We were with Travis's parents. And I mean, I had only a sip because I was pregnant. But, you know, it was just like sitting there having a lunch outside.
1: It was everything you want when you think about going to Croatia mm-hmm. and being on the sea and having seafood. It I'm was exactly so what we wanted. One more little thing that made my heart melt. She had the little girl, I can't remember her name. Not only was helping her mom out, but she had a little store in in the oh, restaurant yeah. where she made little figurines that were actually really good, like crafts out of shells and stuff like seashells. that. Mm-hmm. And Whit loved it, and you know, and my mom went and bought him this a little, little turtle, turtle made out of seashells, and she has a little bucket there and she, you know it's like how she makes money and she must make like a decent amount The <laughs> prices weren't that cheap and you know we brought it back for wit and it still sits on his uh right above his changing table in his nursery so I see it all the time and he sees it and he brings he it down it. and mm-hmm. likes it and it just reminds us of Croatia so uh, just a super amazing spot if you find yourself in Lombarda that's the place to go for lunch
0: my number 11 is not in Croatia, but it's just one country over in Bosnia-Herzegovina in Sarajevo. Now, I know for a fact Trav doesn't have this on his list because I actually had to ask him the name of the restaurant because I couldn't remember it, and I don't know why it's not on your list because as far as food in Sarajevo, I, I other than like Shabapi and stuff like that, I wouldn't say that it's my favorite type of place, like my favorite type of food place. However, this restaurant did everything well, like all of the local type of food in Sarajevo. It's called Kibe Mahala. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous restaurant. It's a little bit pricey, but it's worth it because it's in Sarajevo, so it's still a little bit cheaper than... Like if you were to go to a restaurant like this in paris well, let's it's say it's the
1: fanciest uh, as far as we know and and our buddy nick who lives there told us this it is the fanciest place to go in sarajevo so as we're eating there the old president of bosnia was sitting there too and nick you know it's a small country nick works in uh he's in government suplement. there so he knows and he was like oh yeah he's like anyone who's anyone and comes through well, it's like the nicest restaurant there so yeah to be in the nicest restaurant in a big bigger city uh yeah you're getting a good deal but by bosnian <laughs> standards it's very, very expensive.
0: expensive but the atmosphere so you it's all the way up on a hill so Sarajevo, like the main part of the city is mostly flat but then it goes up you know that's surrounded by mountains so to get to this restaurant we took an uber or a taxi and it it was straight up, like yep. these very skinny roads. And I would not have wanted to drive up there myself. Although Trev ended up driving there the next day because we forgot something at the restaurant. But so that you're on top of a mountain looking down at all of the lights in Sarajevo, the restaurant itself is. Gorgeous, just absolutely beautiful. Um, it has some hotel rooms in it. It's also like a swamp boutique hotel. So just seeing all of the design elements of a traditional, well decorated Bosnian Herzegovinian restaurant. Not only that, the food was amazing. I didn't really have much wine again because I was pregnant, but Trav's dad loved the wine so much that he found out where to buy it and bought some wine and brought it home with us and I did end up having it after you know I had Hadley and it was delicious so it had great wine it had very good food and the atmosphere and the views were just stunning and the staff I, was so friendly. I know so you're friendly. looking at me
1: like why is it on your list I will just take It had like
0: a couple levels and at one point like Wit was getting a little bit bored. Well we actually ate in our own private room which was great for having a kid because he could just kind of you know wander around in the room but then he wanted to explore more of the restaurant we walked up to the third level of the restaurant and there was a holiday party or some type of party going on up there with live music and the musicians were like saw wit and they were playing for him and smiling at him and it was, I don't know, it was an amazing experience. You're
1: right. The experience was incredible. I The only reason it's not on my list is I kind of forgot about it and by that time, I already had my <laughs> so list made. Others. And I do think that while the food was good, I wasn't blown away by how good it was. The... The decor and the building itself and the experience and the staff, everything was top notch, as the, you would expect from the nicest, probably one of the most expensive or most expensive restaurants in Sarajevo. Sure. So all that was nice and, and yeah. you know, made us feel very special. I mean, the
0: food was above average
1: food. It was. But that's the only reason it didn't yeah. make my list. Okay,
0: fair enough. But if you I, are in Sarajevo going, yes. and you want a very beautiful, amazing dining experience, go to Kibe Mahala For sure. I think I'm, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. but For sure.
1: My number 11, Rusty Bellies in Tarpon Springs. As Heather had already mentioned, this is just a small, it's not small, it's actually a very big seafood joint in Tarpon Springs in Florida. We went there with Jay and AD uh, from Zero to Travel. And yeah, just good seafood. It had been recommended. Anyone we asked about where we should go in town, that everyone said, like, oh, we want to go to like a somewhat nice dinner, but it, we don't want too fancy, we have three kids. Like, go to Rusty Valley's. Great seafood. We mm-hmm. did. Seafood and was we, awesome. The shrimp, the, oh, the, the kilate shrimp, I just remember you raving about. I it don't even remember what my so, main dish so, was. So good. Scallops maybe, which were good, but the shrimp cocktail was incredible. Not that expensive. And just a really fun experience because it was the first meal that we got to do with Jason A.D. and their whole family and our whole family. And it just it it kind of it put a nice bow on our time in Florida there in Tarpon. State. Yes,
0: but everything that we got a lot of different things on the menu because we got a few appetizers
1: some and pasta dishes, pasta
0: dishes and main courses, and then we got the kids' fish and chips. And even the the fish and chips were delicious because they were very very lightly breaded in these little fish nuggets. And I remember eating some of which because it came out before my food, and it was really really yeah. delicious. So.
1: Yeah, Rusty Bell is a great spot.
0: Great spot, great spot. My number 10 is in Prince Edward County. And I think this might be on Trav's list as well because, again, I had to ask him for the name and he had forgotten about it, but we both loved it so much. I'm not sure if he added it or not. That is the Bloomfield Public House.
1: I did, and I have it as number nine. Okay. So we might as well talk about it now. and When we get to my number nine, We we can roll right through it. But I had forgotten about this place. Mm-hmm. Not a surprise. But I also had done a lot of research when we were in Prince Edward County because we had about four days. so. We wanted to make sure we got to a few good meals. It was hard because we had our two kids, our friends were with us had their three kids. So we weren't going out for every meal and really trying out every place we could. But we wanted to go to a nice meal as we were out doing a bit of the wineries. And Bloomfield Public House, I saw r- written up um, on a few blogs and stuff, and it was new. I think it was only less than a year old. Man, they, they do it right.
0: Hit it out of the park. It is so cute. You walk in, and the decor is just very fun and fresh. And, you know, they have like these... It's
1: everything a Toronto hipster oh, could want, my goodness. which is... Prince Edward County, (laughs) yeah. Prince Edward County Er
0: is a very cool spot. They have kind of had a renaissance, if you will, by you know just infusing it with some very cool local places and lots of good wineries and cideries and breweries and all this stuff. So, this was one of our favorites. Just the decor inside was very cool. the The food itself was delicious. We went for lunch and we had this amazing
1: soup soup was fantastic the, but the winner the
0: winner was just like the bread and butter i it, i know that yep. sounds crazy but what was what, what 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 did they have in the butter was it like a truffle butter or
1: it, something it, i i guess she told us and i i kind of forget i just remember us sitting there saying when we ate the butter which i probably should have remembered this wasn't that long ago us saying oh boy this is going to make our best meals yeah. podcast it, it the bread was fresh baked Super good bread, but yeah, it was the butter. I think there was some garlic, so like a garlic truffle butter. Again, I had like pretty good fried chicken there. Heather had amazing soup and and, and this really toast. good shrimp toast. But this it, it really mm-hmm. it, for me, it was like that bread and butter and the soup that yeah. that made it.
0: Yeah, it was an incredible experience. And It was just fun, and we were there with a group of like ten of us. I think you know with quite a few kids thrown in and you know they accommodated this big party and
1: I feel like sometimes you go to these new hip you know year old to three year old farm to table places that have a great design aesthetic and it can be hit or miss we've been to some where you think okay they're more you know they're more in tune with the design and opening something that's trendy versus having good food. And this was both. Both. And that's why I loved that we got to a place like this because sometimes, as I mentioned, we've been to those places and you're like, eh, I think like they're not as focused, either they don't have a good chef or, you know, whatever. This place on point. Yeah. They again, were they
0: were talented. It's hipster just, Haven. Mm-hmm. And
1: that's what Prince Edward County is good for Prince Edward County. Um, being revitalized that way, it is, as my buddy from Toronto told me, he said, it's basically becoming the Hamptons for Toronto. Um, but what's neat is it seems like, I've never been to the Hamptons, so I'm just throwing a blanket statement out there. Uh, it seems like it's still retaining a lot of its small town charm, which is why people like it. Now, maybe in five years that won't happen, but the Bloomfield Public House got in early and great spot. We
0: had a great time on, on Prince Edward County.
1: I, my number 10, I'm going to throw out there, this will I know is on your list, another one that you okay. asked me about. So when we get to yours, we'll, we'll go over this. But number 10 is Konobo, Konoba, which means we're back in Croatia, at mm-hmm. Atarina, and this is in the old town of Kortula. I don't want to talk about it until we get to it on your list. Okay. It's so, just a few up on mine. A few up on your list. So that's my number 10 and uh, so let's get to your number nine, because my number one, nine was the Bloomfield Public House, which you just talked about.
0: Okay. Um, my number nine is, and the next two really could be interchangeable. They were both good. My number nine is National Restaurant something something,
1: <laughs> Tima Irma. All right. We're, all right. We're going to wait to talk about that okay. because it was higher on my list. So we're, we're getting, I know it's a little herky-jerky. <laughs> we're getting to a lot of crossover, which is going to happen because we ate at, most or all of the same places sure. here. Tima Irma, much higher on my list. So we'll... we'll...
0: Honestly, it could, the next... Like the rest of my list, so many of them could be...
1: Oh, you're at your point already where no, they could be No, not quite. But I mean, this was such a good place. Here's how my list breaks down. I'm going to give everyone it right now. Uh, I would say my top five are all chunked in there as being incredible. Like... Top yeah. five, and then there's a bit of a gap where where everything else. Obviously, if you're on the list, this you were. We had a great experience here. We ate a lot of place So if you're on the list, hats off to you. But my top five are okay. like locked in as being experiences that I would consider basically as good as it gets. Okay. For that type of food or that experience. So mine
0: kind of is like that now already. At oh, so you're nine. already in. You're but already locked I mean, in. I don't All know. Right. Go ahead. So you your number
1: nine, just so we're saying Tima, Tima Irma. Irma. And My number, number nine, nine was Bloomfield Public House, mm-hmm. which we just talked about. Your number eight.
0: My number eight is at Adarina.
1: Okay. So cool. We could talk we about can this talk- now. We can
0: finally talk about one. Konuba Adarina is the place Travis was mentioning in Cortula. Cortula is an island, but it also is a town. Um, um, the main town, it's like an old port, walled sit- It's sitting. like a small
1: Dubrovnik, if, yes. if people know Dubrovnik, also in Croatia. It's a smaller version of that.
0: Right. And when we were in Korcula, we didn't, when we were on Korcula Island, we didn't actually stay in the old town because we wanted to be kind of more like in a beachy spot. So we stayed in the, a town over.
1: Called Lombarda. Um,
0: Lombarda, where we had that other amazing lunch. And one night, we went into Cortula, and it's just a very pretty walled city. It's small, but it's so cool. And it, you know... It, it's all...
1: I mean, it's a, a medieval walled city. Yeah, What's not it cool about that? Yeah, and it wasn't that
0: touristed.
1: No. Well, you know, to it, be fair... It was raining. One of the cool things about this experience, actually, when you mentioned it to me, I wanted to put it on the list. Food was great. Mm-hmm. The experience, it was raining and... Raining so and hard. And a bit like... You know, the, it was the frothy, like the sea wasn't like crazy, crazy, but, no, but you're on the stormy. edge of this walled city mm-hmm. and it's stormy. So you're kind of thinking, well, yeah, it'd be amazing if it was, it was sunny and beautiful, but this is also a br- another feeling and and yes. it started pouring on us and we did still sit outside here oh, and geez, it was it was cool. covered with
0: tents and, you know, it was a little chilly, but they had blankets for us and it just, yeah, if you listen to our other podcast, um Our superlatives podcast. We talked about how much it rained while we were in Croatia. We got some pretty bad weather that's not typical for the beginning of May. Um, But this evening, you know, we're just in this medieval walled city on a small island on the Adriatic Sea. And we go to Konoba Adarina and everything they make there is homemade. It is amazing
1: and there's not many options i mean no, there's, it was a small they had menu. like a specials board of like five or six things and they had maybe 10, fi- 10 15. 15 things on the menu
0: i got this baked eggplant dish that i don't even know how they created i would love to eat it right now it didn't was we get so- two do we order one, a, a second one? one two of us got this meal and then your mom got a pasta special with some, you know, bacon, bacon, and
1: nice and soft. Oh, it was I also got,
0: delicious. I, I forget what you. Eat I don't even remember got. what I
1: got, but the I remember wanting more of the baked eggplant, even though we had gotten two of those dishes. Yeah, and, I and we had an like appetizer
0: that was like a fish spread with some
1: toast. It was but the 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 two key I th- mm-hmm. I think the two highlights for me were that eggplant and we got this charcuterie plate yes. for two. She was like oh, there's a charcuterie plate for that's two and a charcuterie right. okay. plate for four. And and we the got the fish one for, spread
0: was on that. Yeah, that's we right. We got the I one for now. two.
1: And there was four adults plus wit. and she brought out and we thought ah oh, we might not need our meals Yeah, like, it was, it was huge. And
0: you know, it was delicious local meats and cheeses and another thing that was really cool is the 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 server that we had, you know, she was wonderful and she was you know maybe in her Late forties, early fifties. She had grown children. She was so kind and so, um, good about wit and just like loved wit and you know took wit and took her took wit inside the restaurant to show them to this kitchen staff. We had a lot and, of good servers this year. You know year. they just loved. She loved wit. She was so sweet. And then she told us the story about how the pasta is specially made on Cortula Island in this home style. Of, like
1: you get it from a certain family yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, that it was just it,
0: so cool and so local and she was wearing this cool delicious. Like,
1: it wasn't a mink coat, but like this furry coat. <laughs> so she was like, she took wit in her arms, like holding him when he was getting <laughs> all rascally and running around, and for some reason he was like snuggling up with yeah, her. It was, it was just really fantastic. fun, and
0: the food was great in the experience and the ambiance. Yeah, so Konoba Atarina,
1: A-T-E-R-I-N-A. A-T-E-R-I-N-A. Um, again, we sat outside, there's a little indoor section, you know, cheap, pretty cheap wine. Great, great spot. Great, great, great spot. So that was your number eight. Eight. So and my number, number eight. eight, which I know is on your list mm-hmm. because you love fish and chips. And this okay. is in my mind as good as your favorite fish and chips, which y- you have said. And if people haven't listened to other ones, go fish on in Vancouver, has been mm-hmm. your... On Granville <laughs> Island. On Granville Island, has been your placeholder as the best fish and chips that you've Correct. ever had. Correct. And we've had a lot of fish and chips. We've had it in London. We've had it all over the UK. We've had it, it you know, on a lot of seaside towns, this and that. My number eight is redfish, bluefish in Victoria. Okay. Which and is
0: my number seven. So, so we can go right we can into go it. can go right into perfect, it.
1: Perfect, perfect list making here, Hath. I think that this is as good... It was just as good as... I think as, it's as good as Go Fish. It, it absolutely is. In my is. mind, it might be better.
0: It might be. I don't know because we didn't. You couldn't do a bang-bang because bang, they're right. hours apart. You have to take a ferry to get yeah. to one of the other. That would
1: be a fun... That would be a fun day. You're in Victoria. You don't have to take a ferry. Here's here's what we're doing. When we get a little more money, a little uh, more time... We
0: take the seaplane. You take the seaplane that Always goes from... Always wanted to take a seaplane. <laughs> right from Victoria
1: to downtown Vancouver. So you legitimately probably could get between them in maybe ha- like half an hour door to door. I don't know. Someone I do this. I don't know. Do the redfish, <laughs> bluefish in Victoria and the go fish in Vancouver bang bang. If
0: anyone from the tourism board of British Columbia is listening and you want to sponsor a seaplane, go fish, redfish, bluefish, bang bang, we're into I mean, it. That's That would
1: be the best little two-minute social media video you could ever make. Right? Yeah. We hop on a seaplane. Mm-hmm. We have the fish and chips. Eat it. Boom. <laughs> hop on the seaplane. Taste is still fresh in our mouth. Land at the other one. Get it. Eat it. Yeah. And if and we could also skip the lines at both places, right? Because here's the thing,
0: at both places, but especially at Redfish Bluefish, you have to wait. We waited forty five minutes, I think, in line. Yeah. It is a place that people yes. want to go to, yes. and we went on a weekday, I believe. Yeah,
1: it, it you can know, get, it, both busy. of these places can get packed. So It's busy.
0: So make sure that you you don't arrive ravenous because you'll probably get grumpy standing in line. Like plan ahead. You, you might have to wait a little bit of time. And both of these places are just shacks. I mean, when I say shack, they're like really cute, nice shacks, but there's nowhere to eat inside. You have to eat outside. They have little tables and stuff, but you order at the counter, you wait, then you go up and pick up your food and, and sit at a little table
1: outside. I would say it too- It was so good. The redfish, bluefish, the taco- is better than at Go Fish in Vancouver. I thought. Also, I got fried oysters mm-hmm. at Redfish Bluefish, which I'm 99 percent sure they don't do at Go Fish in Van. So we're you know we're comparing them back and forth here. But um, the fried oysters were fantastic, very good. Um, and and obviously the fish and chips was fantastic, great fries. Just make sure it was a little windy. We lost <laughs> a, a little bucket of fries to the uh, to the to sea. The, it it yep. fell over in there. So, um, Redfish Bluefish in Victoria. So, so, Ooh, so, 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 so good. to go back. All right, we're doing mm-hmm. that bang, bang. Yes. British Columbia Tourism Board, get a hold of, <laughs> of us. If not, hashtag in the name of research, we're doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, my number seven, then, is a place that is near and dear to our hearts, near and dear to our home. Oh, interesting. This is, I think... On my list, it is the second closest place to where we're sitting right now, that w- where we live, and it. but yet, even though it's in the town that I grew up in, it was not a place that I ever went before Oh my gosh, this year. are you talking
0: about Collegeville Italian Bakery? I am
1: talking about I Collegeville Italian Bakery.
0: I almost put this on my I list, have and I should have. I have
1: driven by this place a thousand times or more in my life, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I'd only ever been in it once. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. Um the other day or you know earlier this year i was like we got to go in heth like we were we were driving by it you know it got like a four and a half stars on yelp we had friends who were like i can't believe you don't go there we did it's now it's one of our favorites and there's a few specific things we love there one is the red top pizza which oh explain to people i, I mean so- this is a local to philly and even local to our little area of philly suburbs uh, thing. Red Top Pizza.
0: Right. So it's very thin crust pizza and the cheese is on the bottom and then the sauce is on the top and it's pretty... It's sauce heavy. It's so
1: good. And it's usually a sweeter sauce. Yeah. Depending on how they do it. It's mm-hmm. typically a sweeter sauce.
0: Yeah. It, I, I'm going to have to get this pizza today for Trav's birthday if he will it's, allow
1: it. It's uh, so good.
0: It's so good. The pizza there is amazing and they all... They, listen, guys, they have a Nutella bar. We haven't even had the Nutella bar because we're always so full on pizza. They also have, it's a bakery, so they do fresh baked breads and pastries and things like that. They have a chicken salad sandwich that I get almost every time. It's a club sandwich. It comes on this thick, delicious bread. I can't even eat the whole thing. I could only eat half. It's two meals. It's so humongous. It's
1: the biggest ch- club I've ever seen. And as Heather said, like she eats half and she's stuffed and it's eight dollars. Yeah, it's so, so expensive. This place is just everything that you would want mm-hmm. out of. an. Ita- it's crazy Italian to its core. Yes, very Italian. super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, No frills, but like crazy clean. I mean, they have so many. It gets so packed in there. And somehow they keep this place spotless. Spotless. Like I feel
0: like you could maybe eat off the floor. It's so clean.
1: Everything. They do pizzas. They do pastas. They do sandwiches. Obviously, Heather said they have the bakery side to it Mm -hmm. as well. So you can go and get rolls and meats and, uh, you know, any type of, you know, fresh cheeses and desserts. But they and, and they're so like the owners always walking around, always talking to everyone. It's always filled, especially if you go on the weekends mm-hmm. with Italian families. Yep. It's like basically the Catholic school has <laughs> let out and all the families go there on the weekends or like after CYO basketball games. Like you see all the teams here. It's just a really yeah, cool. Even JoJo local. has been there, apparently. I, I mean, yeah, JoJo and Embiid, all these. Famous people, which again, I'm like, how did I miss this gem I, I that don't is understand. literally in my hometown? Yeah. But we've gone. I'm gonna guess in the past year, twenty times. Well, we didn't even
0: go for the first time until the summer. So right. in the past six months, we have been multiple times.
1: Yeah, it's at least a twice a month place. We took our friend Vanessa there when she was here. When we took her to some amazing meals, and she I said, think "This was her favorite. This is my favorite <laughs> dining experience that you took me to because it's it's just so much." In- it's just so authentic fun and, and authentic fun and, and great delicious. and delicious. So number seven, Collegeville Italian Bakery. Oh my gosh, that we're, is amazing. It's my birthday. I'm trying not to eat a lot of carbs. We're I going. I think we we're need going. to go. We're
0: going. It's happening. Happy birthday, let's babe. Finish.
1: Let's get... Come on. Let's roll through the rest <laughs> of this podcast. I'm All 100. right.
0: So hungry. All right. So are we on You're number, on number six? six? I'm on number six. Because I mean, I feel like we still haven't talked about my number nine, but it will get
1: there. Tima Irma, we're getting to.
0: Okay. My number six is... A place in Mexico. Okay. We were in Cretro, Mexico, which is a few hours outside of Mexico City. It's in the mountains slash desert, desert mountains, which is a whole topographical area I've never
1: experienced before. The desert mountains. The
0: desert mountains. And... We had some pretty good food experiences there because we went and we had our location indie Mex X experience there. And our really good friend Ray, he lives there and his wife is Mexican and she's from Creatro. So they hooked us up with some amazing meals at local places where everything's only in Spanish and I didn't even know what to order. So the first night we had a party at this restaurant called Maria Isubichi. Yeah. I don't even speak Spanish, but I think that's how you say it. That is
1: how you say it.
0: It was, this woman, Maria, has this restaurant. They make homemade corn tortillas right there. You can watch them making it. They just have all this amazing, authentic Mexican dishes and mezcal and tequila and margaritas. Everything was so, 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 so good. And the vibe
1: is neat because it's not upscale but it's nice so it's not like some little taqueria it, it's it's a bigger restaurant it's got a lot yeah. of room and it's really neat inside and and we rented out the back portion we had a group of 50 people so it was our opening party we mm-hmm. had there so we had this whole back area and they were just bringing out i, I mean oh, i don't even know how dishes. many um you would say courses because it was just kept coming out yeah. over and over mm-hmm. i actually didn't eat that much barely anything that night because we had 50 people most of them i didn't know and they were coming to our event so you know You're me I, i'm a little social butterfly so i was just going around talking with everyone barely got any food everything i had was fantastic but it was such a neat i mean you don't have to come as a party like we went back then we again, went back because
0: the food was so good we wanted to experience it more leisurely
1: and we didn't know what to order because we hadn't ordered the first Time right, it had been ordered for us. It was mm-hmm. just Ray had said, "Hey, we're gonna get all this stuff." Um, so we didn't know what to order, but the guy recognized us. I guess Maria's son, I think, and came out and was like, Helping Here's, us what again. "Here's what to get." Here's what to get. Was just we got all this crazy stuff, and it was fantastic. It was so good. I again forgot. I I knew we were in Carretero, and I was trying to remember like best meals because. We had a few really it's good ones. A few but really
0: good places there. I but think this that was definitely the best stood experience. out. Yeah. yeah. best experience. Maria
1: Isubichi in Caritolo Mexico. My number six, staying local. This is the actual closest place to our house, which you're looking at me like, that's crazy because you just talked about Codville Time Bakery. That's a 10 minute drive away. Well, this is probably a seven minute drive away. And you can't guess it. But I, I became know. obsessed during the summer with a certain <gasps> no, no, type no. of Okay, food. yes.
0: I almost put this on my list, but not for me, I guess, because it's it's your obsession.
1: <laughs> you put it on your you put it on your favorite <laughs> meals list for me. <laughs> well, I thought about it. <laughs> okay. I be- I had never had an acai bowl before this summer when my brother uh, we w- did a family week at the shore and he was like very obsessed with getting acai bowls because he liked them. I'm like, well, I've never had one. And then Naturally, I became obsessed with them. We're a
0: little late to the acai bowl game. We
1: are. But we came in with a vengeance. Yeah,
0: we made up for it. And I made up
1: for it. So we at the shore, at at the Jersey shore, we got some good acai bowls. And then I found out that there was a place seven minutes away. And it's also on the bike trail. So I said to my... So not every... And it's on the way to the YMCA where we go to the pool, which we were going to every day. So essentially... I went a little crazy and I went to this place (laughs) called Sweet Aloha Bowls.
0: So many times.
1: I'm going to guess in a month, probably 14 times. Yes. Uh, I was on a stretch where for about seven to uh, maybe eight days in a row, I went every single day. I said, all right, you're going to take your bike ride, right? It's like a 30 minute bike ride there on the trail, hit it. Have your acai bowl can't come back. Sometimes I do work from there. The people who started, so nice. And I ate a lot of acai bowls at other places too since then. This is my favorite place because they it's do so smoothie bowls. So it's not always just straight acai. They mix it with a bunch of other stuff. They have about 10 to 12 different bowls. You can sub anything in that you want. So... I mean, essentially this is what I want in my house because they have like the 30 toppings there. They have all the different stuff. They have the blenders. So when I try to recreate it, it's much more of a mess and, you know, I don't have all 30 Mm -hmm. toppings. So... I just And want he did to try to recreate it. The Sweet Aloha Bowls. Like, I want a mini version of them at my house. So when I want one, mm-hmm. it's like, boom, in the blender, yeah. here are my Seven 10 Seven minutes
0: toppings. away is not good enough for Trump. Yeah,
1: so Sweet Aloha Bowls, you do an awesome job. I haven't been back in the winter. They were always crazy packed in the summer. I'm crossing my fingers because they're like two years old and hoping that, you know, they make it through the winter and all because obviously it's a bit of a seasonal thing I mean, here. Not for everyone, um, but... Hey, maybe yeah. I get that for my birthday, too. Maybe. Your two favorite places are I'm trying not to carb, but now I'm going to an Italian place and a place a that fruit. makes smoothie bowls with granola, which is a ton of carbs. Well, we'll see.
0: We'll see. It's your birthday.
1: It's my birthday. Treat yourself.
0: My number five. Oh, I'm just so excited to talk about number five. It's in. It's in Maine. I don't know... If I've talked about how much I love lobster before on the podcast, but I feel like I have.
1: Dang it. I was it. born
0: in New England. Dang
1: it. I was hoping you would forget one and no I would sneak one way. in on No way.
0: How could I forget about Bite Into Maine? I have eaten a lot of lobster rolls in my life. I've eaten them in Maine, in New Hampshire, all over, all up and down the East Coast. I've eaten them on the West Coast. I've had them in California.
1: You've eaten one at the Jersey Shore when I went and got an acai mm, bowl. That's
0: right. Nothing compares to this bite into Maine lobster roll. Now, I got a classic lobster roll. It was delicious. However, Trav got... The the, picnic. Yeah, the picnic one, which is Rhode Rhode Island style?
1: Uh, Connecticut style. Connecticut style.
0: It has butter and mayonnaise and top. With, no, I don't think it has mayonnaise you no know, mayonnaise just butter
1: I think it's just lobster butter oh, that's right. and coleslaw and it's like, top like a coleslaw. Little bit of coleslaw but so not heavy mayonnaise slough, yeah. like you know that good slaw that's yeah, right so that's why I was
0: thinking high mayonnaise because it had the coleslaw on top It was incredible. I want to eat it every day. I I, if it wasn't an an eight hour drive, I would be getting it today, even though it's Trav's birthday.
1: (laughs) So I have bite on my main bite in the main on my list at number three. But we'll talk about it now because you you already started and I'm with you. I thought I this is the one I thought maybe somehow you would forget. No way. But so you talked about why it was amazing from a food standpoint, and it was. I am not I have always been a lobster roll critic. Not saying I don't... You're not into them. It's not that I don't like them. I've always thought, well, this is way more expensive than it should be. After this lobster roll, I thought, I will pay $20 for this again. I would pay $20 for this every day. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. Now, as Heather mentioned, I much preferred the picnic style, the, the Connecticut style with the butter and the coleslaw. On top versus Just the mayonnaise the and, and kind of yeah your classic mayonnaise and, and chives and you although know, stuff that, like that
0: one was probably the best
1: classic one I've ever still had. very good so the the food can't be touched it's a five out of five it, when it comes to options. hundred percent we've talked about this on the podcast here and there before about you know if you're rating something on a scale there are times where you have something where you say. This is just the best it's going to get. I'm not saying there can't be another five out of five lobster roll out there in the world, but nothing will be better than this. I feel that way about a few specific things in our life, a few specific things that we've eaten at, and and in our lives, you're a five out of five, and the kids are a five out of five. Oh, thank you. Because I said it like in my life, which is <laughs> but food wise, there are a few five out of fives. Uh, I've had a five out of five taco before at Tacos Guerrero. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, th- stuff like that i would say you know this is a five out of five lobster roll they i will don't not, know if
0: it can be beaten right
1: like there can be something that maybe is as good as it but yep. it's that good but here and, and so yes, i it, went off on a tangent you, were you talking did about you did it's amazing equally as amazing is the actual experience because it is a food now i think they have two other locations right they but do. the one we went to is a food truck In Cape Elizabeth, Maine. So you're right outside of Portland in this awesome park.
0: It's a national park. National
1: park. The food truck sits up on this hill and you're just overlooking the ocean. And in the distance, you can see Portland, Maine. And it's just lush green Mm -hmm. fields everywhere. There's a lighthouse. I mean,
0: Travis is
1: is not mentioned. Like
0: Portland Headlight is one of the most popular, most photographed, lighthouses in the entire united states so it's at like cape elizabeth park is the portland headlight so you can go and you can get the lobster roll and then you can go and take pictures at the headlight and you know it's gorgeous a beautiful lighthouse so the whole experience is just incredible now we were not there in the summer i don't know how busy it is but we were there in october it was a beautiful day it was like
1: it was like a degrees. summer day which was well, awesome. It's chillier than a, a little, summer day but I mean cuz sunny blue yes. skies. So it
0: was not overly crowded on that day. It was like a Friday in October. In the summer it might be a little a little more packed. I don't know if that would take away from the experience but we had just the best time, the best food, and the lighthouse itself is gorgeous, and it's a huge park, so you can walk, you can bike, you can wit was just running around having a blast, so I believe it's a wonderful the food spot.
1: truck clo- is seasonal because you know you're not gonna have a food truck in December in the middle of maine uh in a national park when you're like s- ten feet snow uh ten feet deep in snow, but um they do have two other locations that like, are, in are inside and can and are open all year round get it. Just go mm-hmm. find it, get mm-hmm. it. Yes. There will be another thing on Maine that I 100% know is on Heather's list. Yes, it so, is. So um, we'll give you another place in Maine, too. So if you're making the trek to Maine, don't think it's all just for biting to Maine. Mm-mm. There's another place that's going to be on our list, too, to make your uh, your trip worth it. But it... Oh, all right. I thought I could sneak <laughs> it in on you. <laughs> no it way. made me a believer in lobster rolls. But almost to the point where I'm now spoiled well, i'm you not can gonna only get one. Eat it yeah i'm gonna be disappointed all right my number five and i mentioned earlier hath that right now i'm at a point everything else is very very good mm-hmm. i'm at that that cutoff where the top five are as good as it gets for that type of food like okay. these these could be somewhat interchangeable i've ranked them and and i do think they are in this order to some extent but mm-hmm. these are the best of the best okay and usually we only have a couple I think like one or two each year this year just seems to be a better eating year because we always get people coming to us and saying you know going to our number one place which is great everyone loves blavis remember use the hashtag send us if you go to any place we recommend tag us #epop sent us that we're getting that going and uh, it's always cool to see in Barcelona our number one meal are both of us agreed our number one meal in 26 20- mm. 17. 17 was Blavis. So a lot of people go there in Barcelona. This year, I feel like any of these five places are well worth it to go to. Uh, my number five is one you've wanted to talk about okay. for a while. Tima Irma in Mostar, Bosnia-Herzegovina. Now.
0: You had forgotten about this I until I brought it up one hour ago. I know.
1: And I, 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 I'm I, shaming myself for it. Yeah, I'm beating myself up for missing this. If I would have missed this, It would have been a travesty. Now,
0: to be fair, I almost forgot about it, but I was going through my actual photos on my phone, of which I have like 50,000, and this picture stood out amongst all of our pictures. We're going to
1: throw it on social media. Oh,
0: 100%. It is the most humongous plate you have ever seen of fresh-baked pita, garden fresh vegetables like tomatoes and i feel like you know cucumber and maybe some squash or something and and sa- sa- bop, it, sa- it's a shavap shavapi, shavapi, shavapi.
1: shavapi. nika or whatever however you say it in in um that language is means a grill restaurant yes. it, the, the best translation i could find online is a grill restaurant and it's- shavapi yeah, and well Shavapi is the is specifically usually like the, the little lake sa- sausages, yeah. which are insane. Um, but this had so chicken. Good. Big sausages, oh, yeah. little sausages, cheeses,
0: cheeses, all these fresh, fresh s- local cheeses, cheeses which I don't... who knows if I was even supposed to eat being five months pregnant, but I took the chance. I ate them. Hadley turned out just fine. So
1: I, okay, we,
0: oh my goodness. I would call it a so hidden good. gem,
1: except the reason we found it was we were in Mostar, this tiny little town, well worth going to, um, if you're on your way to Sarajevo or in Croatia, um, and Heather and I had been before, but it would start to rain. And so we're like, well, we just got to find a place to get out uh, to eat and get out of here because we've got to get this area over. it's raining. We've got a long trek ahead of us and we were just going to stop anywhere. But walking in, I had seen a few places and this one had a certificate of excellence from TripAdvisor. Now take TripAdvisor with a grain of salt. Some people hate on it. I don't, you know, if it has a certificate of excellence, you know, does it mean it'll be the best meal ever? No. Does it mean it'll be super local? No. This happens, but but it does mean other people love it. Obviously, this happened to be the best of all three of those this because it a- was local. Yep. It obviously people love it because it's been a certificate of excellence for four straight years. Mm-hmm. Had on TripAdvisor, I just checked. Yep, fourteen hundred reviews. It has a five out of five. Yes, that's incredible. And there's a reason. It was packed.
0: Yeah, we could hardly get a seat. We ended up having to sit outside even though it was raining and it was covered, but, you know, it was chilly, so it would have been more fun to sit inside because it was cold and rainy, but even still having to sit outside, enjoying this huge plate of food that was way too much food. We got a plate for two or three or did we get a plate for four?
1: They had the option of like getting a plate for three or four or obviously more if you had people and we had four adults in WIT and we're like hey, what should we get? And she's like, get the plate for three. And we got the plate for three. And I'm telling you, it we could have. We probably ate six half. People. And yeah. we ate a ton. I know. Like and it I, was really a plate for six. I wish seven. that we
0: could have brought it with us, you know, and eaten it later, but it just wouldn't have <laughs> been the same. It was so good. Yeah, so, I, And fresh I got to give delicious.
1: a shout out too, because I said it's not a hidden gem in that we didn't stumble upon it randomly but it is a hidden gem in the fact that along that stretch it's very touristed most very touristed so you could go to any of these places that all look the same and we didn't and so if you're there we even talked to the the lady who was the owner who was once seating us it's a small little restaurant and she was saying like we we are one of the very few restaurants here that cook it all, I, I think, on wood, like mm-hmm. with a wood grill yep. versus like a gas grill. Mm-hmm. Grass is way easy. gas is way easier. Um, and she's like, we do it the traditional way. Everything else is set up for tourists, this and that. Mm-hmm. You know, Obviously it's we have a lot of tourists come, but we do it the real way. So
0: authentic, and you can tell because that smoky wood flavor of like the pita and the meats, oh my goodness. Transport in- me there right incredible. now. Incredible,
1: incredible. Go to Team Irma, uh, Irma if you're in that area. And and make sure you get to that one because you could go to as we said twenty other places mm-hmm. that will be nowhere near as good. Sure, Whew, my number five, but man, yeah, uh, could that's be a ha- that's a hard number five. I like, know,
0: and my it was my number nine, and it could have been higher, but like I don't love shabapi as much as you do. Even still, I loved it.
1: So here's a good way to put it too. We went to Fogo de Chao, which people may know, last mm-hmm. night as a birthday dinner. At, you know, Brazilian steakhouse, pretty good. Like uh, Brazilian steakhouses are great. I would go to Tima Irma a hundred times yes. out of a hundred over yes. it. Yes. Chow. If a good Brazilian it's good. steakhouse, it's expensive. It's so Tima expensive. Tima Irma, you got to be. Oh my be. gosh,
0: yeah. And I don't even know how much it costs, but was it even $20? <laughs> I, I'm opening a
1: Tima Irma <laughs> chain in the United States. Oh my States.
0: goodness, yum. My number four. We are bringing it back to Philadelphia.
1: All right, my number four is in Philly too, so I think it's we might probably have probably the,
0: same, the place. same one.
1: Soraya, Soraya,
0: Soraya, number four, for just both of named,
1: us. and we should say just named the number one restaurant in Philly by Philly Magazine, which is one of the bigger publications that puts their list out every yes. year. So this is by no means unknown,
0: right? And it's newer; it's in the past two years. We went the first year that it was open. We loved it then. I don't know if we put it on our list last year or not. But I am
1: sure we did.
0: We went back this Someone year. Someone
1: fact, fact check that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we went back this year and we went with, with our team members who were in town and we did the tasting menu. It was incredible and it was honestly too much food. Like we left, we were there for maybe three hours, two and a half hours. We left, I could barely move. None of us, we, like I felt like they had to roll us out of the restaurant. The food on the tasting menu is so much food Every single thing is the one of the most delicious things I've ever eaten.
1: It's, I think, definitely for what I've eaten in Philly, you know, because we haven't eaten anywhere, this is the best bang for your buck that you're going to get is this Soraya tasting menu, because I think it was 40 some dollars a person, mm-hmm. maybe even 37 It was cheaper than Fogo de Chow. Yeah, it might have been 37 42 something like that per person. They bring out like nine of the mezes because it's it's um, Mediterranean, Mediterranean, it's Lebanese. They bring out nine of the meze platters, you know, so you get all your hummus and all that and and all that, but you get to pick a few. Like if you have four people, then you get to pick four more and then everyone gets a pita. Then they bring out f- some of the salads. And honestly, by the time we we're done the meze.
0: And we're getting our main dishes. We were getting our main
1: dishes. We were like, I... I if I could, like if this wasn't a tasting Menu, like I would now. come back tomorrow mm-hmm. and do the main dishes because I'm full. And then they brought out the main dishes and, and you pick one main dish per person, uh, you know, and we did that. And it was, they were not as much food, although we did get the one chicken dish, which was a bigger portion. Yeah,
0: but the main dishes are, they're smaller, smaller, but
1: fantastic, which was exactly what we needed. And then we, you ha- get dessert. we had I mean, to it was eat dessert.
0: Part of the tasting Menu. It was so good. They also had, you know, they have great drinks, cocktails, wine. I had Prosecco. It was amazing. And and I think we did talk about this last year because I remember it's telling on, I, people. I just fact-checked. Yeah.
1: I have my list up. I don't know where it was on your list. My 2018 list, it was on there. Yeah. And it was like a little further back. It was like seven or something. I'm pretty
0: sure it was on my list too because I remember talking about how much I loved the interior and the exterior because when we went in 2018, we sat... We sat inside, but it was the summer, so we went outside. They have a whole outdoor enclosed garden area where it feels as though you're not in Philadelphia. You have actually transported yourself to Lebanon or somewhere in the Mediterranean. It's gorgeous. They also have a cafe in the front where you can get coffee. You can go for brunch. Yeah, so they are
1: open brunch and lunch and dinner.
0: It's a huge, beautiful experience, and it's a very large restaurant, and they have like different rooms so you can literally have three different experiences when we
1: were talking about we wanted, to we brought our team to philly and heather and i were saying all right like we want to give them a, an amazing experience in philly um where are we doing our team dinner we both said if we can get into soraya that's what we're doing like it's the best experience in my mind in philly and dining yes. right now um book way ahead if you know you're coming to philly book ahead we tried to book like two weeks ahead. So the only thing we could get was like a 9.15 dinner mm-hmm. start. So we yeah. literally ate until midnight. Yeah. Like it was about a two hour and and I would recommend the tasting menu because it's going to get you everything, everything you on can the want. Menu. It's it's going to be cheaper than just doing it a la carte. Um, so it is... It's the best experience (laughs) in Philly. Right now, so for example, we just booked tickets for a show in late January. We're going to go down into Philly, watch a Simon and Garfunkel, my favorite band of all time. Uh, There's like a a A play about them. We're going to go watch this and I am going to get on the phone right after this and get a reservation. It's a Wednesday and hope we can get a reservation for Soraya because we're going to take our friends down there. It's the best restaurant in Philly.
0: It's so good. So anyway, if you come to Philadelphia, make sure you go to Soraya.
1: Yeah, it's... (sighs) I want to go tonight. Ah, you want to
0: go to Collegeville Italian Bakery? Yeah, we got a lot of. You want to go to it's Aloha fun. Bowl, and you want to go to Saraya? Okay, I,
1: I know, and I'm sure tr- and, and I have a resolution of dropping some pounds. So yeah, this is, uh, it's, it's your
0: birthday, though, so you choose. It's not going to work. Number three. Number
1: three for for oh yeah you right Soraya was both our number four, mm-hmm. so we're on to your number, number three. three. And mine was bite into Maine, so I'm just going to put it out there. We've okay. already talked about you're the lobster. i bite out of Maine. Well, my number Maine.
0: three is also
1: in Maine. Okay, my number two is in Maine. So we're just gonna mm-hmm. This is perfect. I, I can't believe you have two things ahead of this. Is <laughs> shocking to me. Well, I you know, know what one of them is.
0: I feel like my number two okay, I'm not sure, let's but just say, my number if three your number
1: three, it's my number two. And honestly
0: Again, all of these are so I good. I said these top five mm-hmm. were like
1: top five. One and two for me. I, there was no way I was knocking them from one and two. Okay. So I'm,
0: I'm curious about what your number two is. My number three is the Palace Diner in Biddeford, Maine. We literally went to Biddeford, Maine just to go to this diner. Trav read about it on some publication. I don't even remember okay, what it was. So I'll,
1: I'll explain and then I'll let you talk about the food. Okay. I'll give you the backstory. You know, I like to do, I'm the one who loves to do the research. I said to Hath, hey, we're going up to your mom's house in New Hampshire. Where the heck is Biddeford, Maine? Now, I will say <laughs> there. Interesting enough, there was an Epop uh, uh, follower, and I'm sorry because I don't remember who it is. I tried to look it up, I couldn't find it. Who told us that one of the best ice creams they ever had? No,
0: she sent me a message on Instagram. Was
1: in Bidford, Maine, and so when I was doing some research, so Eater, if you're familiar with Eater, they uh, they are a you know online media company that does. You know, there's like an Eater Philly, Eater San Diego, Eater Chicago, all this kind of stuff. So they're city-based, um, and they're awesome. So if they have one for your city or a city you're around, check them out And you ha- if you haven't checked it out. But they also do have this guy who's a national food writer, and he does his 38 essential restaurants in the US, and he's done it for the last couple of years. And there is a place in Philly called Zahav, which is the only thing even close to... like Zahav and Saraya mm-hmm. are the two best in Philly. So that's on there, right? He had this place called the Palace Diner in Bidford, Maine. And I'm like, when I read it, I thought, wait, Bidford, Maine, why does that sound familiar? <laughs> I don't know where it is, but I think someone told us to go there for ice cream. And they did. So I said to Heth, if Bidford, Maine is anywhere near where your mom lives in New Hampshire, and I'm like, well, it's got to be. It's New England. Now, it doesn't have to be. It could be way up in Maine. It's not. Um, it's not that far. I said, we're making a pilgrimage to Bidford, Maine. That is how we ended up at the Palace Diner And oh my gosh, sometimes when you have high expectations, you're a little worried.
0: Oh my goodness. And I had
1: super high expectations and there's nothing to be worried about.
0: I I was sorry. I was looking up on Instagram. It was Allison, Allison Cloutier, who told us about sweet cream um, dairy in Bidford. And so thank you so much, Yeah, because that
1: kicked kicked us off thinking about Bidford and then Palace Diner is... Oh the, my I don't even goodness. say the icing on the cake. They're both awesome, which we'll talk about desserts in another podcast. Right.
0: So we went to the Palace Diner with my mom and Witten Hadley and, you know, they only have maybe 15, 20 seats or something like that. Did you say that?
1: No, I didn't. It's a converted rail, rail car, trolley car and it is the oldest restaurant in Maine. So, you know, I like stuff Details. like that. Mm-hmm. I the like The superlatives,
0: that. oldest, best. Oldest, best, yeah.
1: tallest, whatever. Uh, it's the oldest restaurant in Maine. Now, it has new owners of as of like six or seven years ago. But where that restaurant is and that restaurant is the oldest uh, restaurant in Maine.
0: Right. So they just have one long bar where you sit at stools and we got in. I mean, it took like 30 minutes, about to or 40 minutes for the wait.
1: And that's the beauty of it being in Bidford, Maine, right? If this place with this much national recognition was somewhere that wasn't as remote you would never get in. Like it would, it would suck because you'd be waiting hours in line, and yes. you, you wouldn't be able to get in. Yes, it's cool that <laughs> it's this well known, but it's in Bidford, so it's it's a pilgrimage. Yeah, and for we a lot were there in
0: in October again, so not in the high season, and we still had to wait, but it was worth the wait. Oh my gosh, I got just their regular. It's a small, small menu. lumberjack Jack breakfast yeah, or something. some type of breakfast, like where it had eggs, bacon potatoes, and a stack of pancakes. You wouldn't think that over easy eggs could be the best over easy eggs you've ever eaten, but they were just incredible. The baking was good. The potatoes were like crispy and delicious. And then the pancakes. Now, sometimes I go to restaurants, breakfast, brunch places. I'm like, okay, I want pancakes with like bananas and chocolate chips or whatever crazy things, stuffed French toast. No, these are just classic pancakes but they're infused with lemon. They're the fluffiest, most delicious pancake I have
1: ever tasted in my life. So that's what sold me on this place. I I, I got the tuna melt because people had recommended it again. And very good, but, the best
0: tuna melt and, I've ever eaten. Yeah, and I'm
1: not like a. It was very good. I'm not a tuna melt fan. I just people had recommended, it, so I'm like, well, we gotta try. It, so we're getting it breakfast. We gotta try lunch. But pancakes are always good, right? Mm-hmm. Like pancakes, pizza, there are some things where you're just going to say, even if it's not the best you've had, like you're you're going to enjoy the experience. So I had never had pancakes elevated to this level. Mm-hmm. I've had decent pancakes and I've had very good pancakes. Mm-hmm. I didn't think a pancake could reach the five out of five level. I just didn't think so. Sure. It's a pancake, right? It's like, okay, what can you really do to make a pancake that much better than its contemporaries? I, I don't, don't know. know what they did, but whatever it was, it's so good. It, I can't believe it. I cannot believe a pancake. So I have started putting lemon zest and a little lemon juice into my pancakes, and they are really and they're good. good. But the fluffiness—they ha- there was a stack of five pancakes. Yeah, they're they're not silver I, dollar. They're not, but they're not huge IHOP yeah. pancakes. They're in between stack of five pancakes. You could cut. through I think all, actually it was only three. No, was it five? Trust me. Okay, I well. I you, have a picture. Check it out, pull it up and turn on Instagram. I'm pretty sure it's more than 3. Either way, you could cut through all of these pancakes with a fork, like that's how fluffy and soft they were. Man, it is like I again. I cannot believe someone can make a pancake that much better. Then Heather's pulling it up now. So one of us is going to be proven hmm. right, unless it's four. And if it's four, then we are both proven wrong.
0: Okay, it's hard to tell from the picture. It's, I don't know if it's five. It could be four. But I, I think it's three. Anyway, I just don't want people to be disappointed if there's only three and you've said it's five. It's at
1: least four <laughs> the bacon right. is covering up this picture a little oh bit goodness. so it could be it, it could be four it was delicious five. and
0: we also got the french toast which was one of the best french toasts i've ever had and it was right. just plain
1: but, french toast but all that being said the pancakes if you were go the you best. have to get the pancakes. Yeah, and pancakes and the potatoes
0: so crispy you have to get the breakfast that i had because you got to taste everything yeah and as i said even the over easy eggs were the most perfect eggs i've ever eaten so whatever you well guys are doing at the palestine palestine well
1: deserved national recognition but mm-hmm. again still that fun somewhat hidden gem because it's in Bidford, Maine. sure so unless you live somewhere near there yeah. i mean you're making a pilgrimage but that that's it's worth the pilgrimage when we talk about experiences and we're gonna get it to it i think on both of our dual number one i'm guessing unless but you have one in here that, that that's My throwing number me off two, so i
0: don't know what your Hold number on. two is but, i'm so excited
1: so, so when we're talking about experiences like this kind of makes it right. Making a pilgrimage to go to the Palestine. My number one, like this was a pilgrimage yes, to it get was. to. And when it lives up to the hype or, or not even lives up, when it exceeds, exceeds the hype, that's what travels about Yes, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's hear your number two, because my number two is a palace diner. I'm pretty sure I know your number, your number What was your number three? My number three is Bite in the Main. Oh, right. My number right, two right. is a Palace Diner. I know what my number one is, and I'm sure it's your number one. It's the one. same. I'm so sure. What's okay. like so in here my for My number you? two, and
0: now I, I don't know if I'm regretting it, but you were not with me Stand for this tall. experience. And Stand tall. I'm standing tall. My number two is a pizza shoals in Portland. And okay. I love pizza. I freaking love pizza so much. It's probably my favorite thing to eat, followed very quickly by like tacos, Mexican, and then maybe breakfast. But anyway, pizza I love. And. You know, we talked about Pizzeria Padilla. We talked about Pizza Shack and Maxon, which are both in Philly. I think a Pizza Shoals is better than both of them.
1: Well, obviously, it's higher on your list. Yes, of course.
0: and it's, it's a coveted number, two. I know, but when I was thinking back on my year, it came to my mind immediately. Listen,
1: I'm not throwing shade because and, I've never been and I'm this just makes me that much more excited to go back to Portland yes, in June.
0: And, you know, Portland has quite a few pizza places. A lot of them are really good. We've been to Ken's Artisan Pizza, which is
1: good. good. Very good.
0: A Pizza Shoals is better. It is in, like, off on Hawthorne Street. It's pretty far out all the way in southeast Portland you I mean it's a trek you have to drive there you I mean it's very far
1: unless you live around it
0: unless you live around it of course but I'm saying like if you're downtown if you're visiting you know it's it's a hike it's two buildings it's like two storefronts next to each other so it's like a little bit funky it's not Like, the interior is very basic, bare bones. It's kind of like we're talking about the Collegeville Italian Bakery. It's not hip like Pizzeria Badia. Right. But it's packed. And the pizza is incredible. I loved it so much. It's, like, crispy and thin and bubbly, and then it has, like, amazing toppings. We got a plain pizza, and then we got one that had... Like some, I don't know if it was prosciutto or if it was salami and then arugula on the top. And everyone that I went to, we went with um, Mac, Mac, who is our social media manager, and our two friends, Crystal and Jordan. And all of us just loved it. And they had really good olives and wine. Well, I didn't drink any wine, but Crystal did. Anyway, it's just great. It's a great spot. Really. Kind of bare bones, fun, but just incredible pizza. And Travis Trav, you <laughs> I, ate it reheated like late at night, I think. You had a pizza. Maybe.
1: Piece. I I I mean, listen, I'm this is fine. I am not disagreeing in any way. I haven't <laughs> been. I'm just excited because if something is even close to the Palestiner and Vitace. Whoops. Well, there's my number there's one. Number one. Uh, but your
0: w- number two, I'm very excited no, about. No,
1: Oh, Palace I told you that. Oh, you You got a little confused, but...
0: All these numbers changing My are... number
1: two, what I said was my number two and number one. Okay. I- I- if a Pizza Shoals is able to sneak in between them or even close to them, then it must be fantastic because my number two is Palace diner, mm-hmm. And our dual number one, which I just let the cat out of the bag yep. maybe a second early. Go ahead. Vitace. Vitache. In Trestinic, Croatia... So again, I'm coming back to this idea of a five out of five. And this is there is no better seafood in the world than this place. It cannot happen. Could a place be as good? Maybe. I doubt it. <laughs> it is that good. And so I'll give the backstory, then we'll talk about the food a little bit. But this town Trestenec in Croatia is a town of uh, population cannot be over. 400 people it's i mean very it's small. a tiny little town in a bay off the adriatic and the reason we went here and knew about this was my buddy nick the one we were visiting sarajevo who took us out to um kihala what, what was the name of the place oh, uh
0: kibe mahala
1: kibe mahala uh he's he travels all around croatia he loves croatia he's gonna end up living in croatia probably at some point in his life um he said listen, man, the best seafood. I don't remember the name of the restaurant. You have to get to Tristan at Croatia because we were driving up through there. It's on the Pelgesican Peninsula. We were driving through there. He goes, there is a place there that starts with a V right on the, like right at the marina. So just find that restaurant and go to it and get the seafood sampler. And I'm like, seafood sampler platter. I'm like, Okay well, what if there's a bunch of places call it v and he's like, no, "No trust me there won't be now little was did I there. know is this tiny of a place right so we went we uh, went to this winery, and Heather told the story in the superlatives episode, but i'll re refresh uh, your memory if you don't remember it or if you didn't hear it We were dro- we had a car it was me heather my parents and wit, and we go through this little tunnel and there was like basically a tiny little path it's a road, but it's like a dirt road right along the edge of this cliff that goes down to the sea. And we knew we had to get down to Tristanek. And we knew we could go on the main road, but this path on Google Maps yeah, looks
0: like, it would, like it would take us right there. into Tristanek. So, you know, we love finding just unique roads. We love coastal drives. We love road trips. So we were like, hey, let's take this teeny tiny road and see if we can get all the way to Tristanek from this road.
1: We could. Spoiler alert. We did. It was about a 20 to 25 minute drive right on the cliffside. I mean, looking down at beautiful houses and, and and the ocean, incredible. We pull into Tristanek. You know, there, there's only it was kind of confusing. Well, not confusing, but like the roads look like driveways, but we're like, well, we have to go down into the town, right? Yeah, because like, we're coming we, off a cliff. We're coming off a cliff. We have to go down. So we just kept going down. We get into this tiny little port. We park and there's a restaurant there that was with a V. I mean, we're saying Vitace. It's V-I-T-A-C-A-E. So I think it's Vitace. Find the restaurant. As I'll give you Nick's instructions, find the restaurant with a V in Tristanek. We went and... Uh, The story goes on from there, Hath. I'm going to let you take it. Oh, my goodness. I my mouth is watering thinking of this.
0: The restaurant is beautiful. It's on the second level. And it's all windows. And they also have a huge outdoor deck where you can sit and eat. But it was pouring rain. So we sat inside. We were one of the only people in the restaurant because it was, you know, a weekday at noon. And so we had an unobstructed view of the bay. And on the other side of the bay is, you know, you have to go back up a cliff and there's a very well-renowned winery that is up there. We didn't go to the winery because I was pregnant, but also they serve the winery in Vitace's restaurant. So Trav's dad got a glass is excellent, excellent wine. And we ordered um, fried oysters.
1: Okay, so real quick, the server—oh, yes—was the most attentive server we've, and super, so well informed, super dry and funny. And he goes, "So, you know, how'd you guys find us?" I told him. He goes, well, "What would your friend tell you to order?" And I said, "The seafood sampler for 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 two, I think, because it was like two or four, and it was three adults, because uh, my mom stayed in the car." and, and he was like. Your friends he said. Your friend is correct. Your friend's <laughs> correct. He's a very smart man. <laughs> and we're like, okay. And like so we got that. We also got fried oysters. We got oysters. some fried
0: oysters. We also got um some tuna fish spread. I mean it was cooked tuna. It was delicious. They have fresh
1: baked bread. So this restaurant. And all that's good. But all that's but, good. T- come on. The seafood sampler. But
0: before we get the seafood sampler, yep. we're sitting there and Nick had also told us that if you ask, you can go back and see
1: the kitchen. Had he told us I that? I feel like he did. I I feel like that's in hindsight. I think the Maybe not, server, because it, there was we were the only people in there. It was mm-hmm. like a stormy day, whatever. I think it was like at 3 p.m. I thought the server came up and said, hey, would you like to come back? Because we were asking questions like, well, I want to take you back to see... Okay, maybe that is the case. To see the maybe, back. Um, and then after we told Nick, he was like, oh yeah, I got back there too. Okay, it's like, so it's like, maybe I I'm not that, remembering correctly, but... I think but we were saying we should tell people to ask if they're not asked to go back because they, they will take you back to see how the... How it's c- cooked, which is pretty awesome.
0: Sure. So, the server before our seafood platter comes while it's being cooked, he's like, hey, come on back. You can have a tour of the kitchen. So, we go through the kitchen, but where they actually cook and bake the food is in an outdoor wood burning oven, a huge oven. And they use wood. Well, grill, for, oven uh, and gr- grill. It's a grill yeah. yeah, but some of it is enclosed. Like it's a, yeah, right. It's an open grill
1: an open grill and oven, yeah.
0: They take wood from the vineyards on the cliffs behind the restaurant and they use, you know, the pieces of the vines from the grapes that are yeah, discarded. Yeah, cuz the guy said
1: these people have to get rid of this yeah. this wood and I just realized so to back up really quickly, the owner is also the fisherman. So he was and is a fisherman who wanted to start a restaurant. So he is the one who goes out on his boat in the morning, catches the fish, brings it back, opens up his restaurant, and then cooks and has, you know, there's like two other staff members, has them help cook the food. And he just said, you know, I'm friends with all these people who have vineyards, and they have to get rid of these roots and all this this stuff, and I need wood. And so he gets all the wood from the vineyards, and they they cook, Open air back there on fish that he caught that day. Right.
0: And they don't use any spices. He said, the only thing I put on is olive oil, salt, and pepper because if people put garlic or other seasonings on mm, your fish, right. then that means it's not fresh and they're trying to hide and disguise the, the fish because it's not fresh enough. Right. So literally all of this grilled seafood is just seasoned with olive oil, salt, and pepper. And, and we can see our fish and octopus and tuna and whatever was on that plate cooking, and then we go back to our table and they bring out this humongous platter and also has grilled vegetables on it and things like that. But oh my word, this seafood just melted in your mouth. Now I couldn't eat. I, I feel all of it. I feel
1: a little bad yeah. because Heath was not able eat the tuna because she was pregnant. Couldn't eat the tuna, eat the tuna and the sword swordfish, fish, which. I'm going to say on this podcast, when she was asking me how good it was then, I'm like, oh, everything else is really good, too. The tuna and swordfish listen, were the stars of the show. Listen, I'm guys, telling you, they had, were.
0: what was the fish was a, I had? They had two different types of grilled fish. And they had some sort of sea, sea bass. bass. Oh, I mean, my word. They it was had, the best sea bass. Right. It's the best whole fish I've ever eaten. You know, sometimes you get a whole fish, and it's just, like, not that great. I couldn't stop eating it. It was
1: so delicious. They had octopus and octopus salad. They, they're... You know, it was maybe, there was probably on that platter 15 different types, not 15 different types of seafood, but between the grilled vegetables and the different types of seafood and then the little salads they were making with the seafood, probably 15 different things to eat. All of it, incredible. Honestly, we're going back because the swordfish and the tuna- Oh my gosh, I have to experience it. Were so unbelievably good. The
0: last- Two times we've been in Croatia, I have been pregnant. So I have not been able to fully enjoy the amazing wine culture and some of the seafood. So we need to go back when I'm not pregnant. I also want to shout out that Trav's mom doesn't really like seafood. So she offered to stay in the car because Wit was napping in the car. However, he then woke up and she came in and she didn't get seafood, but she got tomato Tomato soup, soup right okay you would think tomato soup how outstanding could it be like
1: pancakes right it could be good but can it really be great it was
0: incredible it was obviously fresh tomatoes like they made it from scratch and she said it was amazing i had a bite it was very good
1: then they gave us uh free dessert of this homemade like yogurt custard type thing which was fantastic and at some point during the meal, I can't remember if it was before we went to the back or not, uh, to see them cooking it, they brought us out free um, not shots Rukia, of- Not rakia, but what is the yeah, Croatian Rukia? I don't know. Let's say- They're yeah, local. They're homemade um, drinks, which is crazy strong. I obviously did not drink obviously, that. Obviously, <laughs> Heather did not drink that. Um, so it was just an inc- amazing experience. Uh, obviously, knowing that the owner went and caught the fish, came back, is cooking it, is using the vines from the local vineyards- I mean, it, like, you know, people talk about farm to table or sea to table. I mean, this is as local as you can get. And um, yeah, everyone was just, again, to top it off, the service was impeccable. They were super nice. As I mentioned, the superlative episode one of the neatest people we met this year was the guy who was the owner the fisherman because then we saw him when we got lost getting out we saw him again and my we dad didn't really get my dad lost. it's a small town but right we went the wrong way my dad who you know isn't he likes talking to people but you know he won't like throw out well, platitudes after as much a couple
0: glasses of wine in the local shot of liquor he rolls down the window as we're leaving town and says you know
1: He's just like, you're a really awesome guy. And then he could, for like 30 minutes, he kept saying, that's just a guy I want to hang out with. (laughs) That is just a man's man. Like, he was just so cool, big and burly. Like, he's just an awesome guy. What an awesome guy. I'm like, yeah, that guy's an awesome guy. Um, So, Vitace in Tristanek, Croatia, it's going to be a mission for you to get there because um, it's a bit off the beaten path. Not not too hard to get I think it to was to. maybe,
0: was it three hours, two to three hours from Dubrovnik?
1: Right. Like, if you're going to Dubrovnik, go up you here, spend a night. You should
0: go to the Peljesac Peninsula, go to Korchula. It's some an wa- amazing... There's
1: tons of wineries.
0: So uh, great.
1: Pelješac Peninsula is, I think, has the most wineries. Is Is the wa- main wine region in Croatia. Well, also of-
0: Istria. Istria has a lot of wineries too, but that's sure. way further up north. And personally, we... And Istria we, doesn't
1: have Vitace.
0: No. We like the Dalmatian Coast better than Istria. But, I mean, you really can't go wrong no matter where you go in Croatia. But if you want Vitace, go to the Dalmatian Coast and make it your mission.
1: Make it your mission. It was our number one meal. I... I we knew going into this, I think, that this was going to be yes. our number one yes, we did. of twenty nineteen. Now again, as we said, these other ones that we talked about, all amazing. But as far as the just experience, hey, go to this restaurant that starts with a V, trying to find it down this dirt road, you know, getting in this town, getting this be taken back and see how they make the food. And then of course, like no joke, there cannot be better seafood in this world. No. Except except i have to i mean there's a caveat here nick my buddy who told us about this he's been there a few times right he heard about it from other foreign service members so it like gets passed down um and his wife marissa has been here and she said i've been to a better place and i can't remember what he told me it was but she was like and he has never been and she's like this Vitace is amazing. I've been somewhere well, better. Well, we need so to find out where that maybe is. Maybe that's the pilgrimage in 2020. Make it
0: our mission in 2020 to go there.
1: Um, so, and, and just in case, you know, you guys have listened to us for an hour and a half talk about food. So I'm guessing you believe us to some extent. But as, as we have our computers here. And so as I was fact-checking some stuff of like, hey, hey how do I say the name of it? Trestenik and all this stuff? Um, I just want to throw out there that some of the places we've talked about, uh, you know, if you don't trust us fully, TripAdvisor and Google Maps you know, give you ratings too. And again, take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. But I, I, you know, if I see something on Google Maps, that's a four or five or above.
0: And has a thousand or
1: more reviews. Right. And you see something on TripAdvisor that's not a four and a half, but a five. I mean, you're talking, this is probably a pretty good bet that it's going to be pretty decent. Tima Irma, I told you, five out of five on TripAdvisor, 4.8 on Google. I mean, do you ever see 4.8? That's crazy. Vitace. Five out of five on TripAdvisor out of 330 reviews, 4.8 on Google. I mean, come on. These places, like, again, uh, Palace Diner in in Maine, um, uh, definitely that is also on there, a 4.7 on Google. So, So again. So, listen. Listen, if you don't believe us. We eat a
0: lot of food. You should choose one of these places and go (laughs) in 2020 because... I feel like 2019 was an amazing eating year for us.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's, all right, we're going to recap this. Guys, everything will, this is especially for a show if you're listening, you know, and you're like, all right, I got to start putting stuff on my list because we know you guys do. Epop sent us. Uh, I'm going to ask you two things or tell you, tell you two things. Ask you one thing, tell you one thing. One, go to our show notes. Okay. We have
0: everything linked up there, so it'll be easy to find these
1: extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. You'll be able to find this episode for, for the meals. We'll link everything up, as Heather mentioned, so, so it'll take you to the map, the Google map of it. You'll be able to find it. Second, if you do take some of our advice or you go somewhere that we've mentioned during any of these series, throw it on Instagram. People have started doing this. It started to, to really take get some momentum here. Use the hashtag hashtag. EPOP sent us. We'd love to know. We'll that reshare you to your post. Places. We'll reshare and it. We'll it's just fun so
0: stuff. fun to see you guys out there going to places that we love and loving them also. Right. Spread the joy, spread the love.
1: And on on Instagram, let us know your favorite meals because some of these were recommended, right? Like these are stuff that people have recommended, we've heard about. So share your favorite meals that you had in 2019 because we'll go out of our way to try to get there. We're going to roll through our list very quickly just to catch you guys up. Heth, give your honorable mention and then just run through your list.
0: Stephen Cookies in Margate, New Jersey. Rusty Belly's Waterfront Grill in Tarpon Springs and Middle Child in Philadelphia.
1: And then my honorable mention, Pizza Shack and Max Pizzeria Badia in Philadelphia. Vic Cafe in Picton uh, on Prince uh, in Prince Edward County in Canada.
0: My number 12 Pietrabadia in Philly.
1: 12 for me Konoba More in Lombarda on the Island of Corchula.
0: Number 11 Kibe Mahala in Sarajevo.
1: Rusty Bellies in Tarpon Spring.
0: My number 10 Bloomfield Public House in Prince Edward County Ontario.
1: Konoba Atarina in Corchula Old Town.
0: My number 9 Tima Irma in um, Mostar. Oh, should be higher. My number nine,
1: Bloomfield Public House in Bloomfield, Canada.
0: My number eight is Conoba Atarina.
1: Number eight is Redfish, Bluefish in Victoria, which is your number, My number seven. seven. My number seven is Collegeville Italian Bakery <laughs> My- in Collegeville, Pennsylvania, hometown of one Travis Sherry.
0: My number six is Maria Isebucci in Cretaro, Mexico.
1: My number six is Sweet Aloha Balls in Roersford, Pennsylvania.
0: My number five, Bite Into Maine, Portland, Maine.
1: Well, Cape yeah, Cape Elizabeth, Portland. Yeah. My number five, Tima Irma in Mostar, Bosnia, Herzegovina.
0: My number four, Soraya, Philadelphia. Me too. My number three, the Palace Diner, Vittiford, Maine.
1: My number three is Bite Into Maine, the amazing lobster roll in Cape Elizabeth, Maine.
0: My number two is a Pizza Shoals in Portland, and Oregon. M-
1: my number two is the Palace Diner. And our dual number ones, we'll say it together. Vitace! Vitace in neck Croatia. Thank you guys for listening. We've got more Year in Review coming up, so keep your ears open. We'll be rolling in to, uh, into our other things. Part four is coming up. Coffee and wine. Part five, best beer. Part six, best desserts in case you're not hungry enough already. Part seven best experiences and we already have our superlatives and our travel stats out. Thank you guys for listening. You're awesome. Until next time.
0: Happy free travels. I'll show you very soon.